What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Shonda D and Naked Nikki, and we're coming at you with our brand new podcast, Brown Liquor, where we discuss all of the different taboo topics centered around lesbianism and all of the nuances it entails. Tune in every Saturday for new episodes dropping on all podcast platforms. And this is where it's time for us to step up and get naked. Fems, we gonna get naked too. But we're going to do a little bit of battling. So, studs, we going to win. we about to show them that we can be vulnerable. All right. Tune in every Saturday for Brown Liquor, y'all. Brown Liquor, y'all. What's up, y'all? It is your favorite Brown Liquor girls. And we are back with part two of Damn, She Did That. She Did That. See, when I say stuff the right way, you talk about me. Then when I try to be funny, you talk about me. It's my duty to talk about you. No, it's not your duty to talk about me. Anywho, and it's your girl, Nack and Nikki. I'm back. <laughs> Titties out. In the nude. Bucking naked. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... Uh, since we are doing part two of Damn, She Did That, we are going to give you guys another brown liquor drink of the week. And this week's brown liquor drink of the week is going to be a Long Island iced tea. Yeah, Yo, because I'm trying to get hit and quick. So. There you go with that So I was still talking. Go ahead. I ain't got nothing to say now. So make sure you got your liquor on deck for this one because mm-hmm. you going to need some white liquor and some brown liquor and. Some whole bunch of stuff. So everybody knows how to make a Long Island, baby. No, you do not have to tell the ingredients. Everybody don't know how to make a Long Island. That's why I give the ingredients so people can make the drink that they want and how they want it. Who you getting small with? I'm just saying. Child. So for this drink, you need one half ounce of vodka, mm-hmm. one half ounce of light rum, mm-hmm. one half ounce of gin, mm-hmm. one half ounce of tequila. One half ounce of triple sec, one ounce of lemon juice, one half ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of of Coca-Cola or brown soda, dark soda. I don't know. And a lemon wedge. Shake it, stir it, however you want to do. Well, if you're using pop, you don't want to shake it because it's going to let the... You know, mess with the I fans. mean, but you want your. I don't. I'm not a I soda know person. Who so. the hell is pouring uh, these these ounces? Cause no, nobody's pouring that bad. It don't matter. That's the recipe. Everybody not drunk like us, babe. People like to follow recipes. We just pour. Yeah, pour. Anyways. As our disclaimer, we always say make sure you know your drink level. You know, don't drink and drive, be responsible, and all that good stuff. And get hit. That's always your end goal. That is. So. Say so one more time. Without further ado, we are going to go ahead and get in this part two (laughs) of Damn, She Did It. She Did It. You better not say so again. What if I do say so? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And so, here we go. (laughs) Cause I'm so busy with the books right now. Okay. Yeah. So next was Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic Series. No. Next was the writing formula. Okay. So the writing formula, I had already written that book, but I was sitting on it. But remember I told y'all I had went to go work in Allegheny County Jail. Mm -hmm. And... 
my job was to help facilitate groups. I was the the street researcher, you might as well say, and I had to be in the classroom with somebody that had a degree, like a psychology degree. Mm-hmm. So they teach the class, but I was there to to assist just streetwise because people could relate to me. Right. And I was a success story. Mm-hmm. I went to prison, I did five years, and now I'm here in the same place that housed me showing young women and men that you can do what I did. You know what I'm saying? It may be better. So while I was in jail and uh, while I was working in jail and I was doing the classes and I was telling my story and, you know what I'm saying, uh, just relating with the men and women, everybody kept asking me, like, how did you do, you know what I'm saying, how did you start writing your book? What's the steps that you took? What's the process? Uh, What's the process uh, and the steps that you have to take? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, y'all. I was like, and I'm going to publish the writing formula 101. Be your own boss. I said, it's going to be strictly for, you know what I'm saying, people that's incarcerated. Uh, It's not strictly for people who's incarcerated, but I geared that book towards the men and women who were incarcerated to give them a leg up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that picks up the book, you know what I mean, can benefit from it. But... I would love for people to send that book out to their incarcerated loved ones because it is like it's a pick me up. It can it definitely you know shows them that they can do it. And it's the way that I approach it. I approach it with all heart and all emotion. You know what I'm saying? You know we're talking about ambition, setting goals, emotion. You know what I'm saying? Those are chapters that are in the book. And of course, I always keep it emotional. That's why the the company is called Emotional Fiction. I give you bits and pieces of where I was at, you know what I'm saying, when I was creating the writing formula. Because I wrote that in jail, too. Mm-hmm. I finished it when I got home, but it, I started it in jail. And I tell you, you know, like where my mind frame was at and what you really have to do, you know, to, to, to get your book to flow and to get it to work. And at the end of the day, it's just determination and believing mm-hmm. in yourself. And I don't, I never want nobody to not tell their story. And I don't never want you to overthink it. So the book just simplifies it. Like it mm-hmm. is like it's a it's a really, really good book. And it's good. Like it's not it's not a dry like a how to teach you do right, this type of right. book. Like I literally sit some of down, those books can be dry yeah, and boring. Right. <laughs> I literally sit down and hey, like this is what we're gonna do to write this to write this hood book, this urban novel. Like I I'm talking in the uh, I'm writing in the book like how I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, like this isn't boring at all. I'm a, you'll end up finishing it and being at the end of the book, like I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go ahead and write. I've gotten, um, I've gotten a lot of emails from people who have bought the book at events and something to their loved ones who were incarcerated, uh, or bought the book offline because it's actually hard for you know, uh, for me and you to send somebody a book like you have to buy it from. Uh, like from the publishing company. Um, I've got a lot of emails from people. Once again, I bought the book for family members who wanted to write a book. And, and I get the email like, hey, like your book really helped me. It wasn't dry. It wasn't boring. It was really down to earth. And mm-hmm. that was surprising. So it definitely hit the spot. Then after the writing formula came the Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic series. So. Yes. A lot of people are going to 
want to know about this toxic series because we've all been in some toxic relationships. We've all had some toxic toxic experiences. Mm-hmm. So what is the toxic series and why? Why did you feel like it was necessary to write about experiences in toxic relationships? Because I was in one. That's number one. Number two, uh, me and my ex-girlfriend actually created that topic in a strip club while we were drinking after coming off of one of our arguing benches. You know what I'm saying? We were back at it again. We were trying to make it work. And we were, um, we was in a strip club and we was just, you know what I'm saying? We was vibing. We was having a good time. You you ever been in a relationship and you argue and then when you see each other, everything is just so good. Like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. like, I missed you. I love you. Whatever, whatever. So we're drinking, we're vibing in. Um, I can't remember really what the nature of the conversation was, but Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic was born at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember us talking about it and me saying it out of my mouth and me writing it in my phone. The next day, or even when we were in a strip club, like I can't remember, I said that we both should write five poems to tell how we feel. Uh, I ended up doing it. I think she did, but she never gave me the poems. And I started making little video diaries in my phone and documenting our relationship from mm-hmm. that moment on. Like when, like what conversations we were having um, things that was happening in the relationships. And I was recording us too. I never told her that. I think I told her in the end that I was because I started going back and started, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, you know, you said this, mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? I said that, but that's basically how it started. And then, you know, life comes up and it kind of like faded off. And, uh, we had broken up. I want to say that the last time that we actually broke up. Oh, I can't remember when, but who cares? <laughs> when we we had broken up because we weren't even done yet. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a there's a sequel to Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic One. So we ended up breaking up one more time and. I go ahead and I write the book. But in the midst of us talking, I am writing the book and it's a short story poetry book. So I'm writing the poetry about, you know what I'm saying, things that happened in our relationship, you know, like us going through each other's phones, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, narcissistic ways, uh, you know, cheating, um, like anything, anything that was going on in our relationship at that time, you know what I'm saying, because I was hurt. And like I said, I was drinking a lot too. And I was taking it all out. Let's like on the I can't even say I was using a pen and pad this time. I wrote that whole book on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like real shit. Turned it out to be a bomb too. What was you gonna say? So each part of the series is a different level of toxicity. Yes. <laughs> okay. Within me. You know what I'm saying? Uh but when you read the series, I feel like it can't nobody on this earth, man or woman, 
say that they haven't went through that stage. Right. Okay. To go through these stages. And and I can't say every man and woman because, you know what I'm saying, alcoholism did play a part in uh in part two as well. But other than the alcohol the alcohol abuse, I feel like everything else that's talked about within the series is real. But uh I did. I just took the stories and I took the poetry and it was just my outlet and I created a book. And it was on toxic relationships. So when I was writing it, I was strictly writing it about me and my ex-girlfriend. But once I finished writing it and I reread it, I realized that for one, the first relationship that I was in that was toxic was with my mother. And two, that, I, I, and this is my opinion, I feel like every human being is has... narcissism am I saying Mm -hmm. that correctly Mm -hmm. within them and it's because we're human Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so those were the two things that I learned that book actually you know what I'm saying brought me and my mother closer together like we were already working on our relationship but when I expressed to her how I felt after I got done writing that book our whole relationship you know what I'm saying became better that book was actually by my mom's bedside when she passed away. Uh, and that's where Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic 2 came from. Uh, I want to say the first one is Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic, her, like, it, her intoxicating thoughts. The second one is called Alcohol Hero. So after my mom passes away and I, starts, and I start writing that book, me and my ex... We tried one more time because we did. We broke up. I, I read. I wrote Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic one. She was angry at me too for writing it. She didn't, you know, what I'm saying like the way that I, I guess I displayed our relationship. But shit, it was my truth. If you don't like it, you know, what I'm saying counter me. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Or shit, send me what it is that you want to say. Promise you, I'll never edit it. I'll I'll write a part two to that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'll put your feelings in there because everybody has the right to be heard. And, right. And, you know what I'm saying? And I would never deny Tell they you. side of the story. Yep. I would right. never deny you your side of the story. Now, I might lie and cuss about it. You know what I'm saying? But what can you do? What can I do? And I promise you, I'll definitely publish that shit. But um, the second one, my mom passes away, and that's that's what triggers the second one. That's another one I wrote on the phone. Now, that one, I was truly intoxicated. I want to say every poem that I was writing or creating, or, or the short story that I was creating in that book, because once again, I had, you know, fallen off. I was in a dark place. I kind of felt cheated, and I kind of, I felt cheated that my mom passed away, like, right in the midst of us being so great you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. she was sick I did make it my business to talk to my mom every day and to build a better relationship with her before she passed away and I just felt it I just felt cheated and I drove right past her house while as she was dying and that like it was it was it was killing me you know what I'm saying it was definitely killing me five months later uh, my childhood sweetheart, the guy that, you know what I'm saying, I grew up with. I've only loved two men ever in my life besides my father. And that's my son's father and my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So 
he literally helped me bury my mom and then he was gone. He died a heart attack. And on top of that, I had found uh, poetry that my mom had written in songs and she was crying to God for help. And wanted to be such a different person, you know, because my mom, she drank and smoked cigarettes and things like that. But she just wanted to be a better person. And that poetry that I had found was telling her story. And I'm like, damn, mom, I was writing all this time. And you never told me while you was pregnant with me. And like, you know, what I'm saying a couple of years after you had me, you was writing all these stories. Mm-hmm. Like she never said anything, never said anything. So I took her poetry and I took what I was going through, losing my mother, losing my childhood sweetheart, and I wrapped it up in the intox and and you know what I'm saying, Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic too. Uh, me and my ex ended up having this thing again. Uh, we ended up we tried again. Like when my mom passed away, that was the first person that I called. You know what I'm saying? And I did like I I wanted it to work. I wanted to be with her like I did. Like I really wanted to be with her, man, and I wanted it to work. But it just it just didn't go down that way, man. We was in New Orleans. I ended up uh I'ma just say I ended up showing my ass. I'm gonna put the onus on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up getting locked up down there. And I was on a business trip. I remember. A business trip. I have a public, uh, not a publishing. Well, y'all know I got the publishing company, but I, I got a travel agency too. I put it on pause because of COVID, but I was on my very first trip that I booked. I had 19 people in New Orleans with me mm-hmm. and showed my ass drunk, fighting with my ex, and went the fuck to jail. You want to say embarrassing? embarrassing yeah i can imagine (laughs) right right so i do like i go into detail and i discuss that as well you know what i'm saying and at the end of the day it wasn't nobody's fault but my own because i knew better and you know love just sometimes will take you there yeah like will will take you there and like i said like i really did want us to work but you know and i feel like she wanted us to work too but we just couldn't get past a lot of things that we had done to each other in the past. And that's where, you know what I'm saying, that shit ended up going left. But I learned a valuable lesson. And that was the last time that I actually, you know what I'm saying, seen her. We may have talked like once or twice after that, but it was it was done. So I went from, you know what I'm saying, toxicating relationships to, you know what I'm saying, alcoholism and death and trying to learn how to, you know what I'm saying, heal and... The next chapter was the sexy chapter. Toxic three. Toxic three. Now I'm feeling myself. I done lost some weight. Dress done got a little bit longer. <laughs> I got my mom passed away. I put I got tattoos. Like I kind of like fell in love with the ink because I was liking the pain. So I got mm-hmm. my chest tattooed and my arms tattooed and you know what I mean? Like I'm feeling myself. Now I'm on I'm on Facebook. I, I got my own little writing group. So I was in there. I ain't never had no clothes on. I'm taking pictures and oh, you know what I'm saying? And uh shout out to my girl, Miss Southern Bell. I'm gonna have to give her uh, uh a shout out and let her know to listen to the episode. I ended up meeting her online in a group and our vibe was crazy. We're still friends uh to this day. 
and love her, love her to death, she brought out the sexy side mm-hmm. of me, like writing. And I don't even, I can't even remember how we got started. I'm going to have to ask her, like, how do we get started? Um, I'm doing that. You Were know y'all just sharing stories in the group, and then y'all probably like. No. She probably posted a story. You probably posted a story. Y'all were commenting back and forth. And then it just became. No. Uh, I met her in a group. And we ended up being friends. And we ended up talking on the phone. And you know. I was. She was telling me about her. Herself. I was telling her about me. And you know what I'm saying. What I do. And. I don't know if she wrote something. And sent it to me. Or if I wrote something. And sent it to her. But that's what, you know what I'm saying, sparked it. We was cool, but, like, I don't know. Like, I was attracted to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was attracted to her spirit. Like, she was just a cool motherfucker. And at the time, people were judging me where I was at in my life just as far as, like, hey, like, you got all these businesses. You know what I'm saying? You be drunk and shit. Like, you need to get your shit together. And she didn't come at me like that. She Mm -hmm. was like, yo, like, I've been where you at. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was just an honest friend and mm-hmm. she was cool as hell and it started over like text messages i can't like i said i can't remember who shot the first story first but boom she shot a story at me or i shot a story at her and it went vice versa it's all in the books like it, it, it's in it, it's in the book everything that um that she wrote to me and i wrote to her was in the book and we went off of each other's vibe you know what i mean and it was just like it was hard. Like it was it was hard. It so, was hard. I loved it. So Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic one, two, and three all have poetry from other authors or No. Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic one and two is just me. Okay. Well, me and my Toxic One is me. Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic Two is me and my mother. Okay. Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic Three is uh me and I wanna say Six other authors. Oh. Hold on, let me grab the book. Oh man, it's right here. Yes. So Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic Three is the D'Angelo series. Is the D'Angelo theory. How I came up with that name is, I'm telling you, I was feeling myself. I was looking in the mirror one day all naked and shit like... And we ooh. all know that D'Angelo video where yes. he was naked. <laughs> How do right. And the book was just all sexy. I was getting back to loving myself. I was getting back to being that sexy person that I was. Emotionally, physically, you know what I'm saying? And sexually as well. So... That's why we. That's why I named it the D'Angelo uh, theory, and there is six different authors in there. My girl, Miss Southern Bell. We got Eve. We got my girl, Nico. My girl, Nasty Nick. My girl, Shantae, and then we got one guy, Aquel. You know, he be uh-huh. in the group. Mm-hmm. He be in the group too. So we got their stories in there, their poetry, and then you have mine. And then at the end of the book, me and Miss Bell, like, we go at it. You know what I'm saying? And it is, like, it's definitely a good read. And it's crazy, though, because, like, we never met each other before in person or seen each other face-to-face. 
we never dated or anything like that. It was just that bad. I feel like we were each other's muse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But she did though. She brought that. She brought that sexual energy because I, I was not uh, uh, like uh, I don't overly wanna... sexual person. No, I'm I'm overly sexual, but I just didn't write about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not an erotic writer. Okay, that's what it is. Like I'm not a, a I'm not an erotic writer. You know what I'm saying? I'm street love. You know what I'm saying? Along that line. Like, I can write a sex scene, but as far as doing erotica, that's not me. That's my girl Portia. I told you. Pussy mm-hmm, Chronicles. Mm-hmm. That, that put me onto the game. That's her line. So, me creating this, I feel like if I wouldn't have met, you know what I'm saying, Miss Bell, that side may have never came out. I don't know, but, you know what I'm saying, like, she's she sparked it. She started it and I finished it. She's in the book as well. And like it did, like it turned out, it turned out really hard. So in the beginning of the book, I had the other authors and maybe a poem or two, maybe by me. But towards the end though, is our story. And like I said, like we didn't prep that. Like she would write me something, boom. Like, ooh, like that's dope. And I would go in and I would finish the story. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I do in my writing group too, the writing lab that's on um, Facebook. I will put a topic up or start a short story and I'll have people go in Mm -hmm. and finish it like that. Yeah. Okay. So what can we expect next from you? All right. Next, I promise you guys, Humble Waters 2 is coming out. And we got to come full circle with the Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic series. We went from toxic, from being toxic to, you know what I'm saying, alcoholism and healing to being sexy. And now I've fallen in love. So that's that, That's me and you, babe. We got to go ahead and we got to write that and get that in there. That's that miseducation of love. That joint going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. So we, y'all, got, uh, y'all got that to look forward to. Um I'm getting ready to start up the travel business again. We're going to be giving out some free trips for people that, who are supporting the podcast and all of our ventures. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the podcast. We got Brown Liquor uh, Facebook group. We got the writing formula. I mean, not the writing formula, but the writing lab. That's uh, a Facebook group as well. You guys, I need y'all to join these groups. You know what I'm saying? Participate because I am. I'm going to be giving out trips. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Nikki Flowers. Um, I'm going to start making uh, travel packages again to where you can go ahead and you can um, make payment arrangements or you can finance your trip. I'm going to have a lot of all-inclusive international trips that are going to be coming up. And we we, we doing a damn thing going in 2022. I'm getting ready to get a CDLs. I want all the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's my game plan. Don't you want a big ring, boo? So y'all see why... Like, it's hard for me to get her to sit down to do this podcast because she already has the publishing company. Now she's trying to do more things. She has the cleaning company. She has a travel business. Cleaning company's taking off. I mean, yeah, it's doing amazing. Yeah. We about to put you in charge of the travel. Though. If I'm going to be out here giving out free trips, your ass is going to do some work too. My babe feel like she ain't got to work, but I'm putting her ass oh, to work. Oh, trust and believe. I work. I work a full-time job. I do this podcast. I do a lot of posts in the group. I was helping you in the cleaning company. Like, I work. I'm about to put you to, to work some more. 
Lord. Some more. Okay. So anything else expected from you? And the writing, the, the books, the poetry, like, are you going to be performing? Do you see yourself doing some stuff on stage? I go on stage when need be. You know what I'm saying? I go on stage to to sell books. But that's not my forte. You know what I'm saying? Uh, spoken word is not my thing. Like, I will get up there. Like, if there is a room full of people, and I'm getting my ass up there, and I'm going, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have to be, I have to be forced. You know, my when I was at home and I was doing, um, and I was uh, doing events after a few drinks. Hey, come on in, come on in, get up there, get up there. But I would be so nervous. You know, mm-hmm. so people look at me like, I don't see how you know you you be nervous, but I do. Once I get on stage, though, like I'm all right. But it's 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 still like it's it's not my forte. But you will always catch me at a booth near you. I'm thinking about putting together an independent tour, but that can't be until two, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe the you know what I'm saying the end of 2022 because I just got so much going on. We have so much going on mm-hmm. as of right now. Okay. So you ain't love Jones in it no time soon. What you mean? No. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the funk in my rights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I just... <laughs> I don't know. No? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I wanted to do a uh, an audio version. I feel like for the people that hear my voice... You may hear it on audio before I actually grace anybody's stage. But if I feel like if the opportunity is right and I'm, you know what I'm saying, feeling myself emotionally or buzzed up, you might, you know what I'm saying, see me on stage. Okay. So what is one thing that you would want people out there that are sitting on their books to know? Like, what is one thing that you would say to motivate them? What do you think that they need to hear from somebody who did it themselves, who was self-taught, what would you say to inspire those people? People are, people sit on their books because they're scared. They don't think that nobody is going to read it. But honey, if you don't publish it, you'll never know. Right. So that's, that's it. You can't be, you can't be afraid. You just have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say you can't be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. But you have to put yourself out there. You have to invest in yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that you can do is grow. And just remember, it's your story. Can't nobody tell you that your story is good or bad. Because you wrote it. You did it. And at the end of the day, you accomplished it. So do it afraid. Do it afraid. Do it afraid. Do it not afraid. But just do it. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, when I was going through everything, I was. I was afraid. Uh, I kept making excuses. Oh, man, I can't pay for this. I can't pay for that. You can't make excuses. You just have to do it. And, you know, I came into a point in my life to where I had to do it. So I hope each and every person that's listening to this podcast gets to their point in life to where they just have to do it. And, hey, if you need that push... You can always reach out to me, emotionalfictionpublishingfirm.com. You can always shoot me an email. You can always find me on Facebook. You can always find me on um, IG2, Emotional Fiction Publishing Firm. I'm on there. Um, the Emotional Connect on IG. Both of those are my IG. 
I have a publishing page on Facebook, Emotional Fiction uh, Publishing Firm. You can leave me a message there. You can hit me up on my personal page, Nikki Flowers. Look for the smile. I always have a smile on my face in my profile pics on my personal page. Uh, so just, you know what I'm saying, reach out to me. I'm always here. I'm always here to help. Please don't waste my time, though. Please. And if you are wondering how to start writing your book, get the writing formula. You can go on Amazon. You can go on Barnes & Nobles. Uh, please, though, I would love for you to buy black. Emotional Fiction Publishing Firm dot com once again when you go to the uh when you uh, buy the book directly from the publishing company you get an autograph copy so that's the best advice that I can you know what I'm saying that I that I can give the people uh if you don't know how to write read about it you know what I'm saying look some stuff up get the writing formula I'm telling you when I tell you it it's 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 right on the money and it'll get you from point A the point Z in writing your book, like you'll definitely get it done if you follow the steps. And it's not a lot of steps. It's only seven. Okay. It's only seven steps. So you, you know simplify it. Definitely simplify it. There will be a, um, a PowerPoint that will be presented as well that can show you how to publish and everything like that when you buy a publishing uh, package from me. Uh, I'm getting ready to get that together too. I didn't even tell you about that. The PowerPoint's already done. Like, I just have to do the voiceover. I've been sitting on the PowerPoint for a while now. So mm -hmm. once I actually do the voiceover for the PowerPoint, that will be available for you guys to buy, which simplifies everything. It shows you how to go to Amazon. It shows you how to go to Barnes & Nobles and do what it is that you got to do. And if you don't want to buy it, you know what I'm saying, then research it and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that don't want to do that, like I said, but if you're one of those people... Everything that I learned was through trial and error and uh, investigating. Okay. Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all heard it here first. Y'all got the inside track. I know y'all know Naked Nikki to be silly, to be a fool, to be the comical one on this podcast. But that's why I wanted to interview her because this is one of the many reasons why I love this woman because she truly is special. Like not a lot of people can do what she has managed to do. And that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with you. For real? Give me a kiss. Mm. I love you too, boo. So we are going to end it here. Um, make sure you hit up emotionalfictionpublishingfirm.com for the books. Go ahead and get the Twist of Fate, the original version, but also be on the lookout for the five-year anniversary version because it's going to be lit. And make sure you get that writing formula if you're looking to learn how to write and publish your own books. And be on the lookout for Mrs. and Mrs. Toxic 4 because we are writing that book together about our love story. Okay? Um, yeah, that one is uh, the miseducation I love. Did you hear me put that that suave you, on there? You put the soft voice on? The soft voice. You got real soft on them. I did. That I done talked y'all to that death, That was too. the miseducation. This is a long-ass episode. I'm I might break it up. I might break it up into two parts. That's why I just kept letting you, let let you go. Yeah, off. just that way, you know. So. Um, oh, yeah, 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 y'all. One, one, one more thing. Oh, I sounded like you. Boo, boo. Oh, I want to take that Oh, back. my God. Take just that say year. what? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's that wine, and that wine done kicked in. 
make sure that you do get the first twist of fate. Read it to the end. Because I'm making y'all buy the, the five-year edition. Because I'm changing the ending on it, too. So you're going to get... Whew, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be great. So the five-year anniversary is going to have a different ending. Yes. It's going to be a lot cleaner. It's going to be a lot... Uh, I don't want to say easier to read, but it's going. I'm going to say it's going to flow better. And when you get to that, you know what I'm saying, those last, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to say a couple of chapters or that, you know what I'm saying, but when you get to part two, it's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? It okay. Is, it's going to be different. So you heard it here. Y'all better go ahead and get Twist of Fate, the original version. And like I said, be on the lookout for the five-year anniversary because it's going to be a little twist in there. So... Y'all know how we end the episode. As always, don't forget to lick that split. Ow!